The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Intuitive Connection, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the difference between complaining and catharsis. Right. And there's this idea going back way, 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 way back in time to Freudian times, the founder, some people say, of modern psychotherapy. This idea that we all have these repressed emotions, these feelings, these things that we don't honor, that we don't own, they get stuffed down, tamped down. And when we release them by emoting, by talking about them, by sharing, we feel better. Right. There's also this idea more in the Buddhist line of feeling and thinking and a lot of the New Age communities as well, this idea of complaining, right? Don't complain. You've heard that. You know, just make peace with the present moment and if you can't change it, just let it go. And it may seem at times like these two things are working in opposition, right? And it may also sometimes seem like, where is that line between letting it out and just feeding the mind with everything that's wrong with the world and moving into the energy of complaint? So today we're going to talk a little bit about some of the differences between releasing, letting go in a healthy way. And complaining, which tends to just strengthen our stories and repeat those same old patterns that have been keeping us where we're at in a not so good way. All right, so here we go. So I've been actually interested in this topic for a really long time, actually long before I became a counselor, long before I ever really thought of anything spiritual. And the reason being was that I have always been a pretty good a motor, at least I thought I was, someone that really took a lot of, I don't know, maybe even pleasure, but someone who was very good at expressing her feelings and emotions and and pretty loud about doing it. And when I was younger, in particular, I would say my teens, but especially my 20s, I was in a lot of psychic 
pain, a lot of psychic and emotional distress. And I would find it very, very, very helpful to express that, express that to others in particular. And I think what I personally was wanting to do at the time was feel seen and heard and valued in my experience because I felt very alone. I felt very unseen. I felt very unheard. And so finding people that would share in my pain stories, right, it felt really good. There was a part of me that was just desperate to be heard. And I think a lot of people fall into this pattern to varying degrees. And the thing is, however, that I also recognize now looking back that it might not have been so enjoyable for all of the people around me, right? That I was just so good at uh, sharing everything that I felt was wrong with my life. And um, I want to take a moment now to honor all those people that were there with me during that time because some of them were, were truly loving souls and I'm so grateful for you. But I've also recognized later in my life that there are both healthy and both unhealthy ways to express our emotions. And that while stuffing things down doesn't really serve, complaining about them and just marinating in them is also a problem. And so finding that sweet spot between becomes really, really important. During this time, there was also some research, and I want to say the researcher's name was Susan Nolan Huxima, but I could be wrong about that. That's my left brain memory trying to pop in when I'm doing the right brain thing. But she was, this researcher was, and and if I find that information, I'll put it in the show notes and it will be correct. (laughs) Um, But it it was on this idea of rumination. And finding that people that tended to ruminate, people that tended to tell their story over and over again, tended to be more unhappy, right? And so it got me wondering around this difference between letting it out and ruminating in your story. And that's really what we're talking about today as well, that difference between complaining, which is just feeding the story that all is not well with the world, feeding that maybe that victim mentality versus honoring the full range of your human experiences wherever they are and holding them in the light. For me, releasing catharsis, and the word catharsis, I think, unfortunately, gets a bad rap and has been really misused and abused over the years. So it may not be the right one to use. I think a lot of people have co-opted this idea of catharsis, meaning like it really becomes a form of complaining um, where it's not therapeutically helpful at all. But I also believe that Freud did have something right. And a lot of healers have something right where we bear witness to our experiences, especially the ones that we have the most suppressed and the ones that we least want to bear witness to because we've deemed them unacceptable or not okay. When we can bear witness to those and and hold those in the light and bring them into the present moment with love and acceptance, that is where true healing occurs. I think that's what happens at its best in, in psychotherapy sessions. I think that's what happens in a lot of treatment modalities like somatic experiencing, right? Focusing. And I'll have some of these references in the show notes as well, in case you're not familiar with some of these modalities. But the basic idea is when we can hold our emotions, our experiences in the light, they are transformed. But there's another thing that happens with human beings. And I think, unfortunately, this is the one that's more common. We get all emotionally riled up. We get upset about something. And that emotional upset takes on a life of its own. And it's like a monster that wants to be fed. And it will feed on us by continuing to 
have us stay in that energy by feeding us new thoughts about why this is so bad and why this is so wrong and why this is so terrible and why we can't put up with this. Or if you are a more spiritually inclined person like me, why is this happening to me? Why am I still having these thoughts? Shouldn't I be over this by now? Yeah, that's mine. (laughs) Right? And that is maybe what Eckhart Tolle would call the ego or the pain body. Just trying to get your attention and trying to get its food because it gets its sense of self, its energy from continually stirring that pot, from creating drama. It feeds on drama, internal drama, external drama. It doesn't care. That's its food and it's programmed, right, to keep feeding. Ah, and I got to take a breath because even thinking about that throws my energy off a little bit. So hang on. Ah. The other thing that can sometimes happen too, and this is where venting or catharsis can also be not so lovely, is that sometimes we got to get other people involved, right? It wants to feed. First of all, we all have that deep need to be heard. And again, I think that that need to be heard is real and true. And who you really want to be heard by is yourself and your higher self. And again, everyone wants to know that whatever they're experiencing right now, they are loved, they are loved and that they are held in the light, right? They want to experience that deep well of peace that exists all the time below the level of struggle. Because that level of peace, love, and acceptance is who and what you really are. It's your spiritual self. It's your spiritual knowing. And we all want to come back to that. And we all want to know whatever we think is happening in the outside world, right? We want to know that we're okay, that we're loved, and that we're loved. And sometimes we do that by spreading the dysfunction to other people unwittingly, right? Because again, that complainy kind of energy that oh, everything is wrong with my life, with the world, sometimes it wants to spread. Sometimes it's not getting enough juice from you and you know we want to unleash it on somebody else so that we can feel better. Mm-hmm. And it happens to all of us. And sometimes we find ourselves on the other end of that, right? Where we really, really want to do the right thing and help someone support something. And at the end of the day, what really happens is they just dump all their baggage on us and they run. And then we're stuck to clean up the mess. Mm-hmm. Sound familiar? So again, another reason why to learn to discern the difference between venting and releasing, right? Or honoring what a person is experiencing or bearing witness to what a person is experiencing or holding them in the light is because when we get roped into someone's dysfunction, into someone's story, into someone's just blah, 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 isn't everything wrong with the world? We can be left holding the bag for a while and it doesn't feel good. And either way, whether you feel better temporarily because you vented to somebody else, it's gonna, you're going to feel it again. It's not going to go away. And that other person, of course, is not going to enjoy the interchange over much at all. And friends, I have to admit, there was a period in my life when I bet that some of the people who knew me might have said I was just a little bit of a dump and run kind of girl. Okay? Not always, but you know, it can happen to the best of us. And again, by the way, and I'm saying this to my own human self as well, if this sounds like you, fear not because everything in this world serves a purpose and you are just doing the best that you know how to do in this moment of time. And what this episode is doing is it's suggesting, right, that there could be something more, another way to do it and a way to more directly 
get those deeper needs met and heed the call of your soul through this experience. So the guides want me to break it down and they want me to give an example of times when emoting, expressing can be helpful and times when it cannot. And before I do that, I'm going to say that one of the ways that I've always learned to discern between these two energies is the way it feels in my body. And I often do this for other people as well. Because as a therapist, right, lots of people come into therapy and even in coaching work and all of the work that I do really with a problem. And therapy in particular, you know, therapists are trained to listen to people talk about their problems, right? A lot of people understand that that is what therapy is. I complain for 45 minutes to 50 minutes. And my therapist listens and nods and makes a few minor suggestions or comments. And then I leave feeling better because I left it all in my therapist's office. And therapists imagine themselves, hopefully, as the person with the raincoat on, you know, and the shower going. (laughs) That's going to wash all that, that stuff away and then on to the next one. And that would be ideally how to deal with it. And there are times actually when people do come in with that venti energy and I literally will open a window and imagine it going out the window or put a drain in the middle of my office and just imagine everything going down the drain and transmuting back to pure energy because I don't want any of that stuff on me. Got it? But there are other times, right, where people come in and they have a revelation or they have a feeling or it's something that they've, you know, they haven't told anybody or haven't really even seen for themselves. And to express that in front of a loving, kind, unconditionally loving, non-judgmental other can be so deeply healing, so deeply curative. And oftentimes in that context, right, we start to become aware of stuff that was there below the surface that we weren't allowing ourselves or we're not able to see because we have this this container of awareness now, this non-judgment, which you know many of us don't really feel that we have. And we can start to bring all those things into the light so that we can see them, so that we can honor them, so that we can deal with them, so that we can sort through them. And very most importantly, so that we can release that which is no longer serving us because now that we've seen it, we know and we can say bye-bye. And even as you hear me talking about these two things, right, you can feel there's a very different energy. And the one where I need to put on my raincoat, right, is not the one that I usually do in my sessions. And oftentimes when I see people get into that state, I take a big step back. I let them spin for a few minutes and then I redirect them back to the center, right, back to that awareness, back to that place where they're not lost in their story. They're the witness of the story because, again, being the witness, that witness state is a state that is deeply healing. So for me, the essence of what we might call catharsis or release, right, is not just this emoting and this venting and this, you know, getting wrapped up in our story and pulling everyone else that will listen in with us, even though that often comes from a sincere desire to be heard and also from your pain body and your ego wanting its next meal, but from more that witness state, right? Not getting wrapped up in the story, but becoming aware of it so that we can gently disengage and experience more joy, peace, love in our lives and learn to release from the drama because the drama is always, it's always going to be there and it's always going to want to feed on more dysfunction. Now, if you find yourself wrapped up in the drama right now, fear not. 
be kind to yourself. It happens to the best of us. And again, the name of game is awareness. Awareness. And the moments that you have those awareness are the moments when everything changes. They can be 30 seconds, they can be two seconds, or they could be an hour. It doesn't matter. It is the moment that you become aware that counts. And each time you bring yourself back to awareness, it becomes more familiar and it becomes more likely to become your new resting state. And that is what I see the work that I do, right? And the work that many people on the planet that call themselves healers and helpers do, we help people recalibrate to that resting state, that new resting state of awareness, of unconditional love and acceptance, of joy, of peace, of everything but the drama. And then the drama becomes the movie that's playing on the screen, but you are less likely to get sucked up into it. Ah, so here's the concrete example. And I'll show you two examples of how someone might walk into my office or into your office if, you know, someone is coming in to complain to you or a friend or a relative or a coworker or a neighbor. Here is how the revved up energy often works. Oh my God, can you believe what just happened? Can you believe what she just did? I can't believe this. I'm so upset. This is so terrible. Isn't it terrible? Tell me how terrible it is. It's terrible. And oh my God, see, even talking about it, it's making me need to take a breath. And friends, you might recognize that energy in yourself. You might recognize it in others. I am not telling you to judge it. Again, it is just your humanness spinning a little. It's just that story. But the thing I want to let you all know is you don't need to get engaged. And venting or emoting in that manner is more like complaining, right? It is getting into the story about everything that's wrong with your life or the present moment or the world or your partner or your child or your employer or the weather or anything else that's out there that you may or may not be able to change. Usually complaint is around things that we don't perceive that we have the ability to change, right? It's around what is happening to us, that victim mentality, right? And when we get into that space, we will know Because even though it sometimes feels good for a couple minutes because that energy is moving, it doesn't feel good for us overall. It doesn't feel good for the people around us and it tends to keep spinning. Now, sometimes I will find someone will come into my office with that energy and they don't want to be redirected because again, it just wants to flow, right? And in those cases, I don't do this for a living and I don't think good therapists do, whether I'm a therapist, a coach, an intuitive counselor all the different things that I do, I don't feel that just rehashing your stories and complaining is a really great use of my time or yours. But I also understand that we are human and we have that need to be heard. So again, when that happens, I just step out of the way and I let the person do their thing. I don't get involved, right? I may hold space for them to have that experience. I may say, oh yeah, I can see why that would be difficult. Yeah, I could see why you would feel that way. But I don't I don't partake with them. I don't go, oh my God, yeah, I can't believe she did that. Oh my God, your employer is such a jerk. Oh my God, yeah. I, you know, like, because again, whew, they may think they want that, but that is not my highest call to serve. And it's not yours either. When I see myself in that energy, right? As soon as I recognize it, as soon as I feel it, I just try to put a loving hand on my very own shoulder to breathe and to honor that part of myself that is hurting without feeding it, 
right? And so I really do the same process for myself and for my clients, and I invite you to do the same. Now, there are some forms of therapy helping that really do help us get into this witness state, right? And there are practices that you can do in your daily life too. For instance, if you're mulling over a problem and you're really wound up, it's energy that wants to move. Sometimes that energy wants to move by complaining. And sometimes again, with a trusted friend or the right person who's not going to rile you up, it's fine. Let them you know, step out of the way. You can step out of the way. Get it out there. Write it down on a piece of paper. You know, Scream into a tape recorder. Uh, tell a trusted friend, hey, I just have to get this off my chest. Let's both stand out of the way and just let her roll and then let it go. Right? Totally fine. And that to me will have a somewhat different energy than when people are expressing to feed the dysfunction, right? To me, it feels very different when someone is in their story to when someone is just letting it go. Remember too, this energy can move in other ways as well. It can move through physical activity. It can move through taking a walk in nature. It can move through writing a poem or painting a painting. So there's many different ways in which the energy and of our emotions can flow and move. And oftentimes the nonverbal, non-complaining ones are actually superior because they get the energy out without feeding the story, right? Without, you know, strengthening that script that you have in your head that says this is wrong, this is bad, and I'm the victim. Got it? But there are a couple forms of therapy too that can be really helpful. And the first is just the basic old Rogerian therapy where the therapist holds, he would say, um, unconditional positive regard, I guess, because you couldn't say love back then or he thought love might be confused. But I like to think about it as unconditional love, meaning I'm not judging you. I am honoring your experience. I'm honoring what you're going through right now. I'm honoring the light within you, the God within you. As you have this experience and I'm holding the space for you to maybe do the same thing as you experience and share whatever you need to let go of right now, right? I also acknowledge too in those moments, sometimes people aren't ready to let go. That is fine too. Another one and a couple new therapies that I think are fantastic, one is called focusing. And this was actually developed by uh, Eugene Gendlin. I've probably talked about this before on the show where he actually watched a lot of sessions by a person-centered therapist. So that would be Carl Rogers, who is one of the people in the field that I've always, his work has spoken to me and I've followed. But he'd watched these sessions and he he noticed who got better and who didn't. And what he found was the people that found improvement from this form of therapy were the ones that were tuning into themselves moving into the space and really having that witness state through the session. So a therapist might say, wow, it sounds like you're really angry right now. And the client would kind of tune in and be like, hmm, you know, I'm not, I'm not quite sure if it's angry, you know, I, I think maybe it's really sad. Like I'm really sad. I'm really disappointed that this person treated me this way. Right. And so you're bringing the witness state, not the story, the witness state into the experience. You're being present. You're being aware and you're allowing whatever needs to move to move. And I would say that too, because I don't think I said this before. A lot of times when we get in the story, it's almost like a distraction from what's really bothering us, right? So those deeper psychic (laughs) wounds, feelings, emotions, right? The ones that are buried down are, they're bubbling up in the lava of the drama, But there's always more because you're not getting to what is really, really, really going on. And the drama is almost like the distraction. 
I'm not upset that I feel unfulfilled in life or whatever it should be, that deeper thing. I'm just really mad at this guy who cut me off in traffic right now, right? And usually the guy who cut you off in traffic that you're so angry about and worked up about is not really the thing that wants your attention, right? It's not really the cause of the problem. And so focusing is one way that we can sort of get present with what is really going on from that witness state so that we can have a little more awareness, hold that up to the light and release when we are ready to do so. Some other really good recent therapies, one is called EMDR, which you do with a therapist, which involves bilateral stimulation of your brain uh, through various things like your eye movements or touching or sounds. And it gets you into this very deep state where you really do become the witness of your experiences. And it's really especially good for trauma, but it can be used for everything. Another good one is EFT. A lot of people have heard that and there's various forms of this. TFT, I don't even know, but EFT EFT is the most well-known where you tap on the acupuncture meridians. And so you will state the problem, you'll state what you're feeling, you'll state what you're upset about. And then tapping on these meridians helps you get back to that witness state. That's really how I see it. And it helps you cultivate presence so that you're not just talk, talk, talking and emoting, but you're really, really, really tuning in and bringing that energy of acceptance, peace, and love so that you can release. And when you do EFT, if anyone has ever done it, oftentimes what you do is you're tapping on the meridians is say something to the effect of, even though I really want to strangle my neighbor right now and I don't like feeling so angry, I still love and accept myself, right? And so it's worked in as you're tapping on those acupressure points to hold the problem and the solution, which is unconditional love, support, and acceptance in that same sentence and in that same moment, right? So it's truly magical. The last one, and there are many, many more, just this is the last one that's coming to me now that a lot of people find helpful, and we've had several guests on the show that practice this modality, is body code and emotion code. So we'll have all this in the show notes, but that's another great modality. Again, it uses muscle testing. So you tune into the wisdom of your body to see what the issue is as opposed to the mind, which wants to talk, 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 create problems, reinforce problems, and distract you from being present enough to release anything. And then you are walked through a process whereby you can start to release some of those deeper things that are getting in the way. And so again, if I were just going to sum up the difference between release, catharsis, and complaining or venting in a not so healthy way, the difference is one of energy, one of intention, and yeah, energy and intention. I think those are the magic too. And the guides are giving me a third, but I want to tune in so I can hear it. They say expression, right? Expression. Are you expressing to release or are you expressing to continue the chain? And pure expression, they say, is always about letting go. Got it? And so I want to end, and this is a pretty long solo episode, but I want to end with a couple of tips from the guides about how do you know the difference? How do you know the difference for you? How do you know the difference for others? And we've touched on this a little bit before, but... I think that we might want to end with some very specific 
suggestions. And the main one that comes through is this, feel into your own energy. Venting, right? Complaining will sometimes feel better at first. And some of us are in the habit of complaining and that's how we move our energy and that's how we feed and that's who we think we are. And if that sounds like you, be kind to yourself. But also recognize if you haven't already, the more you complain, the more you experience suffering in the world, right? The more you believe that something is wrong with the present moment, the more you believe that you're a victim, the more the universe will agree with you and keep giving you the experiences to feed <laughs> to feed that belief system, all right? So it's up to you to suggest, at least suggest to yourself that there might be something different. Also know that that energy of complaint is often a distraction, like we said before. So it will convince you into thinking, oh, I feel better now because I beeped at that guy that cut me off. So now I've solved the problem. But probably my guess is if you continue down the road, you know, you're going to have a problem with another driver or other things in your world. Because again, those are not really the issue that is causing you to stress. Two, Make sure that you honor whatever you experience, right? So honoring it isn't like, yay, I'm right and you're wrong. That's ego. But honoring it is understanding that a part of myself is feeling triggered right now, is feeling upset right now. And I love that part of myself. And I honor that part of myself. And I know, of course, that my human self would feel that way. And isn't that sweet? See, that's a very different energy. No two, the guides say there are times when we all just got to let it fly. And so if you set the intention to do this purely, cleanly, I just got to let this out. I want to release this back to the universe. I want it to be heard. I want to hear it for myself. A lot of times you can just let it go. Sometimes it's going to be in words. Sometimes it's going to be an event. Sometimes a kind friend will hold your hand through it. But you will know that you are releasing because it will be time limited It will be with a clear and pure intention. And when you are done, you will be done. You will know you are done and that will be it. It will be over. It will not need to feed again by rehashing that story. If you find that story rehashing again and again, right, that's when you need to practice self-love and kindness to yourself, but maybe stop feeding the beast. Got it? So catharsis, when it works, is an energy that wants to move. It wants to move once and then you're done. Whereas catharsis in the sense that it's complaining, it just wants to keep eating. It just wants to keep going. And again, some of you who are more kinesthetically based might even feel the difference in my energy as I talk about these two things because it really is a different vibe. So in summary, What's important to recognize is that our emotions, actually everything, our emotions, our thoughts, but today we're focusing mostly on emotions, right? Our energy. And that energy is always wanting to move. And ideally, that energy is wanting to up-level. It is wanting to release. It is wanting to return to a place of pure, unconditional love, light, and acceptance. When we complain, we move away from that energy of presence. When we release, we can feel ourselves letting go of any human encumbrances and returning back to that state of peace and self-love. There is no need to be afraid of the contents of our minds, to be afraid of that natural and normal human urge to complain. All you're being asked is to become a little bit more aware. 
And as we start to become more aware and discern between these two energies, we will be able to turn even our deepest complaints into the energy of pure, clean, and clear, unconditional love. Alrighty then, so that's all I have for you today. This was a really fun topic and one I've wanted to talk about for a really long time. If you have a topic that you'd like to see covered in the show, please, please, please reach out to me via email. You can find that on my website, victoriashawintuitive.com or on social media. You can find me at victoriashawintuitive on Instagram, at Victoria Shaw Intuitive Counseling on Facebook, and of course, through our amazing Facebook community, Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group. So I hope to see you in one of those places. And thank you, as always, for tuning in. Namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.